Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, creator and owner of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full-disclosure, sweet-talk-scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. With Bell Let's Talk Day quickly approaching, I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to share my own personal mental health journey. I've never really shared too much about it, not because I'm ashamed or embarrassed, but mostly because I didn't think it was relevant to my life now. It was kind of just something in my past that I'd overcame. But the more I thought about it, the more it made me realize, had I not went through my own mental health struggles and found my way to mental well-being, I would not have achieved the level of success that I've had, nor would I likely even have a business at all. When you literally struggle to get out of bed every day, then everything seems impossible. I'd like to preface this by saying that I'm obviously not a doctor and anything I'm sharing is my own personal journey and experience. And in no way am I saying what worked for me would work for you. If you're currently struggling with mental health and you found something that works for you, then please stick with it. The main reason I decided to share my story is because I feel like people too often see someone who's successful and make assumptions and judgments about them and what their life must be like. It's too easy to assume that successful people don't struggle. Don't get me wrong. I'm thoroughly grateful for the life I have today and all of the achievements I have accomplished, but don't think for a second that my road to success was easy and the struggle wasn't freaking real. I'm going to bring my husband Chad in on this conversation because he's seen me at my worst, and I think it's great for him to be able to share how he felt watching me go through my mental health struggle and how much of a different person I am today because of the changes that I was able to make. To be honest, I didn't even realize just how bad it actually was until recently having a conversation with him about it. I think because I felt so great for such an extended period of time that I forgot just how awful and stuck I felt back then. So Chad is here with me now to talk about my mental health journey. Hi, Chad. Yes, hello. So I guess my mental health was at its worst about probably like, I don't know, eight years ago, which was a couple of years before we opened our first store location in St. Thomas, because I remember that one of the reasons I never wanted an actual store location was because I didn't think I'd be able to run it and commit to set store hours and all of the things that involved in operating a storefront. I mean, rightfully so. I was having a hard time functioning and taking care of myself, let alone any added responsibilities, right? Yeah, I can remember it like it was yesterday. And gosh, it seems, you know, even though it was so long ago, it's still really fresh in my mind. And it was certainly challenging. Yeah, well, for sure. It was, I mean, was super challenging for me being in it, I guess. Um, But I can imagine that it would be challenging 
um, for you and for other people that, you know, care for and are dealing with like a loved one who is going through that as well. I mean, it's hard on both sides, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I feel like everyone will benefit from you sharing the story and I'll be happy to share my side um, of being on the other end of that. So why don't you go ahead and share the story? Yeah, so awesome. Um, So basically what would happen is I would have good days and then I would have bad days. And I remember feeling like I had no control over when I was going to have a good day or when I was going to have a bad day. I just, I never knew what kind of day it was going to be. And um, basically if it was a bad day, then like I wouldn't be able to do anything. And if it was a good day, then I would try and do as much as possible in during my good day, because I didn't know when I was going to have another good day. Basically, it was just like the weirdest thing. It seems unreal to me because I'm such a different person now. But back then it was my reality. Yeah. And I it was certainly difficult just seeing the struggle and, um, you know, me being such a, you know, caretaking person by nature, seeing you go through that and feeling so helpless. um, You know, I never knew what day would be that day. So I, I vividly remember, you know, okay, she's having a bad day. You know, I guess today is a write off. Um, Oh, today's a good day. Okay. So, you know, my mood will be good too. So we definitely went in tandem that way because, you know, when you were having a bad day, there's nothing worse than me being Mr. Positive um, when you can't even be positive for yourself. Right. So that was one of the biggest struggles. And, um, you know, the helplessness is something I'm sure a lot of people uh, dealing with this on the opposite end of of the spectrum can relate with. Um, So why don't you share, you know, what that was like in your own mind and the struggles you were going through personally? Yeah, like like I said, I just literally felt like I had zero control over how I was feeling or how I would feel tomorrow. And I mean, I'm sure you can appreciate and imagine like being the person who feels like they don't have control over anything in their life. I mean, that's just like that's such a crappy feeling and it's that's depressing in itself. Right. Absolutely. So like my symptoms were I would have like the most severe brain fog. Like I couldn't think properly or think clearly or make decisions. I mean, it would just it would take me all day to make like the simplest decision. Like what are we going to have for dinner? I don't freaking know. I like I don't have the energy to make dinner. I don't want to think about it and I can't make a decision about it. So Um, it seems so simple and so basic, but like, that's what depression is. You literally can't even, you know, function and make basic, simple decisions that, you know, people that don't struggle with depression, um, can make easily. And then you feel stupid because why can't you make those decisions just the way that other people can make those decisions themselves? You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, you know, it, it seems crazy to think now, but I mean, at the time, I would always say, you know, hey, why don't you just do things <clears throat> that you know make you happy? And mm-hmm. you would tell, like, what would you tell me when I would say that to you? 
like, I don't even want to do those things because I didn't want to do them. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do things that didn't make me happy. I didn't want to do things that made me happy. And I didn't want to do anything because I had no energy to do anything. So it, it was like, I can't even describe like how awful and how like ridiculous it sounds like talking about it, but like it, like it was like a real thing. Like I literally didn't want to do things that make me happy. And you would think that that would be such a simple solution. And I feel like people from the outside who don't struggle with depression or haven't had experience with it, they, they just think it's that simple to make the decision and be like, oh, I'm going to go do arts and crafts because that makes me happy. And that's going to cheer me up and make me feel less depressed because like that's couldn't be further from how an actual depressed person feels like you just you don't even care about the things that make you happy. And in fact, those things don't even make you happy anymore. So it's like the struggle is real and it's like a cycle where it's just ongoing and it's the worst feeling. And I I would say to somebody who hasn't struggled with it, like, how would you feel if you, A, didn't have energy B, we're around people who were able to function like normally and C, who like you, you can't even turn to those things that make you happy because you don't care about them. Yeah. And I remember back then I was so naive to depression. I had never even heard of it. I didn't understand it. Um, you know, I was a typical example of you know, hey, you're a drug addict, don't do drugs. You know, hey, you're depressed. Well, don't do things that make you depressed. You know, I just yeah. thought it, I thought it was really black and white. And the reality of it is, is that, um, you know, that's what made me feel so helpless because mm-hmm. I wanted you to feel better so bad. Um, it was so painful seeing the struggle that you're going through. Um, you know, there'd be times I go to work and you'd be lying in bed and I come home and you're still in bed. Uh Um, you know, and obviously I wanted to do things and I wanted to move forward with different, you know, hobbies and and things that we enjoyed doing in our lives. And that was put on pause for gosh, how long? It felt like forever at the time. I mean, like it it was, it was a huge deal to do anything. Like if I felt like I was having a good day and I actually felt like I wanted to do something like, wow, that was a really good day then. You know what I mean? Like just even to do like something simple, like, oh, let's go on a hike today or let's, you know, do something that we enjoy doing because I actually want to do something today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember I, those days were awesome, but then I never knew what the next day would bring. So right. You know, my whole life and my feelings, I mean, not to sound selfish about it, but just to if I think back to how, you know, uneducated I was about depression as a whole, Uh um, you know, I I I dislike the fact of how selfish I was about how, you know, this is impacting me. And, you know, what about how I feel? And I I can't we can't do things that make me happy. And, you know. Um, These were real feelings that I was I was having. And I feel like they are real feelings. And I feel like people that don't struggle with depression or mental health issues 
um, feel the exact same way. And I feel like it's just as important to, you know, bring that into light as it is for the people that are struggling with mental health, because the reality is that it, like, if you're the one struggling with mental health, well, everybody around you that's not is also struggling because all they want is for you to feel better and they want to do things with you and have fun with you. And like, they can't do that. So they're missing out too. And they're struggling as well. Right. It really is a vicious cycle, right? So obviously you're struggling, I'm struggling, everyone's struggling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me being like a solution focused person, you know, wanting an answer that's cut and dry and there was not an answer. It was genuinely the most helpless and frustrating time of our entire relationship. Yeah. You know, even though we fought a lot in the beginning of our relationship, nothing was as substantial as this. And, you know, there were times where I was like, well, like, how long is this going to last? Because, you know, my happiness and my well-being is on the line, too. And I hate to say it. I remember at the time it was such a like a low feeling for me. But thank God the fact that I loved you so much and I cared about the fact that, okay. I was being selfish by feeling that way to the extent of the fact that you obviously weren't doing that by choice. Right. right? So once I realized that, that, you know, it's not like you were just doing this to screw me over or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then it was totally out of your control at that time. Yeah. Um, You know, I really kind of hung on to that. Mm -hmm. And that's what pushed me through because I loved you and I cared about you and I wanted to see you feel better. And I knew you weren't doing it on purpose. Right. So that's what overrode all feelings that I had or, or, you know, doubts about like our future, where we were going with this. Um, And I just hung on to that. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, it's, it's, I feel like it's just as hard being the other person in that situation because you know, now that I've, you know, figured out ways to deal with it and help myself, like if I have friends or family struggling with it, I can feel the same frustration that you feel because all you want is for them to be happy and feel better. Right. So, but I remember that, you know, there were days like I would literally sleep so much. Like, I can't believe how much I slept. Like I slept more than probably any other person on the planet. So I would literally sleep until noon and then I would have to nap after lunch. Like I couldn't function at all. And even with that much sleep, I still had no energy and no motivation. And I also felt like absolute freaking garbage. So, I mean, I don't know who can sleep that much and still have no energy. And also on top of that, you feel guilty for sleeping that much and not being as productive as, you know, people that are like you would consider to be normal and not struggling. And you feel guilty about it for not knowing how to help yourself and not be able to feel better. So like it is a vicious cycle and it's really freaking hard to, you know, do anything and to get yourself out of it because you just you literally don't even know what to do or anything you feel so helpless yeah and I remember you know I go to work I'd be on lunch 
And uh, you'd be saying you know, be, good morning. I'd be saying, <laughs> and you'd be like, good morning. And just woke up and I'm on lunch here. Yeah. Good morning. I hope you enjoy your lunch. <laughs> but, you know, I, I slept I slept for like 12 hours and then, you know, I'm going to have my lunch and then I'm going to go for a nap because I can't handle life. Right. And I'm laughing about it now because it's so ridiculous, but it was like a serious. We, we'd thing. also go to bed at the same time, too, which made yeah. it even more funny. Oh, my gosh. It was like absolutely insane. So it's it's a thing and it's just crazy. And I, the, the worst part about it is that I literally just thought it was completely normal to feel like this for so long. I totally thought that, you know, anyone like you, for example, um, but anyone with energy or any level of energy or happiness or whatever was literally weird as freaking hell. Like I, I did not get it. And to be honest, I found you and all of the people with energy annoying as hell because how did you guys have that much energy? And I literally needed to nap after lunch after I slept for 12 hours. Like I didn't have any energy to deal with all your energy and it was exhausting. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, I remember that. (laughs) We would literally argue because I'd be like, what, like, what is wrong with you to have this much energy? Like, I can't even, I don't have the energy to deal with your energy. (laughs) You'd be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with me for me sleeping all the day? Like, it was just, it was such a thing. It's crazy. You know, we joke about it now, right? But, um, man, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, in the moment, it felt like years. Oh, my God. It was awful. And it did go on for how long? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was. Well, I mean, before... Before I met you, like it was off and on for my whole life, I would say, basically. I mean, obviously, you know, I've touched on like I didn't have like the best childhood and I, you know, I dropped out of high school at 16. I moved out at 16 with my boyfriend at the time. So, I mean, I had issues, obviously, but, you know, my depression and anxiety like just was with me my whole life. But I felt like, um at this point was when it was at its worst, like when I was legitimately would consider myself depressed and like I didn't have any tools or resources, like I felt completely helpless. And it was at the peak at this point, I would say, like this was definitely the worst. So sorry, you had to experience that. No, you don't have to be sorry. No, you didn't do it on purpose. No, like it was just like a literally a snowball effect of, you know, everything piling up, I guess. And it just, you know, hit that point at that time. So like I said, for the longest time, I thought it was normal. But then I feel like I got to the point where I was literally just fed up with feeling so out of control and feeling like absolute garbage on a daily basis And, you know, you would always tell me that it wasn't normal, but I really didn't know any different. So I started to just, I don't know. I I mean, I feel like how I got out of it was I started to just be relentless and researching and trying to find a solution because I was so desperate to try anything, right? So why don't you share with people some of the things you tried? And there were many. Right. So, I mean, the the one thing I tried was what I feel like everyone tries and I'm not knocking this by any means. And I mean, I feel like this does work for some people, 
Um, but the first thing that I did was I went to my doctor and I described my symptoms and I got prescribed antidepressants instantly. So, you know, that's, I mean, I feel like that's an, an easy solution for a doctor to hand out. And I mean, I know that it does help lots of people. I have lots of, you know, friends and family who it does work for. But for me personally, like I'm more into holistic and wellness-based approaches. So I was not really a fan of the idea of medication, although I did try it for like a week and I hated it. Um, but like I said earlier, this is just based on my own experiences. And if antidepressants or traditional medicine like works for you, then that's amazing. So I just hated how I felt on it. And, you know, obviously I only tried it for a week and I really didn't give it much of a fair chance, but, um, I just, I wasn't into that whole idea of having to take medication for the rest of my life to deal with it. Um, so what I did was I just kept researching online and I was just dedicated to it only on my good days. Like if I was, if I was, yeah, I was just going to say that only happened on good days. Like Tuesday, if I was Friday, Sunday, yeah. Like if I was having a bad day, I did, I literally didn't do anything. Like I would not be researching crap because who has the energy to do that? Right. I just didn't. Um, but I took advantage of any day that I actually had energy and felt good. I spent all day researching like what I could do to make myself feel better. Like there's tons of articles. And to be honest, like even just reading articles about, you know, other people having the same symptoms and struggling as well, just knowing that I wasn't the only one dealing with it did actually make me feel better knowing that other people were having similar issues and I wasn't the only one in the entire world struggling with it. So, you know, I feel like Bell Let's Talk Day, you know, is a great conversation opener for people struggling with it and to be able to reach out and, you know, talk to people about it because it's a legit thing. And so... Yeah, I just, on my good days, I would literally research as much as possible um, on how, like, what I could do about it. I would type my symptoms into Google, as stupid as that sounds, and as millennial-esque as that sounds, that's literally what I did. Um, and I eventually came across an article that listed all my symptoms as part of possibly having a gluten allergy. And I thought to myself, well, that sounds freaking stupid because what the heck does eating gluten have to do with me feeling depressed and not being able to get out of bed in the morning? Like, it literally sounded ridiculous to me. Like, what did you think when I brought that up? Yeah, I mean, I was open like, to anything at this point. I remember, you, I think the thyroid, you thought it may have been yeah. a thyroid issue before that. Oh, I was researching And then everything. you went back to your doctor and... I think you got tested for that after you told me antidepressants weren't working. Right. Yeah. And I didn't, turned out I didn't, I guess, have a thyroid issue. Like I was literally trying everything. Like I did the blood work, I did everything. Um, but 
yeah, like I came across this article about the gluten thing and I had never even heard of the word gluten. Like I didn't have friends that were gluten intolerant or had allergies or whatever. Like it sounded, it sounded absolutely ridiculous that food could cause this much discomfort and unhappiness in somebody. Like I couldn't even wrap my head around it. But I remember thinking to myself, you know, I did eat a freaking lot of gluten. Like some days I would only eat gluten. Like some days I would eat cereal for breakfast or a bagel. And then for lunch, I would have like pasta or mac and cheese. And then like when I, when I met you, all I had the only in my thing cupboard. In your f- <laughs> cupboard and fridge was macaroni, KD, macaroni and cheese and wine. Yeah. And I was like, what are we going to eat around here? That's literally my idea of a good, a good time. That's I'm not even kidding or, or over exaggerating. All I would eat was like mac and cheese. Like that's literally all I would eat. There was frozen desserts that you had yeah. in there from some baking. And I took care of those in the first month or two. Yeah. You took care of those and <laughs> I was all about the mac and cheese and wine. So that's how fancy I am. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like when I thought about it, I realized that I literally ate so much freaking gluten. Like, like once I learned what gluten was and what um, foods had gluten in it, I was like, holy freaking crap, I'm eating a lot of gluten. So like I said, some days I would legit only eat gluten. Like it was really that obvious and that bad. Um, my diet was absolutely awful. Um, I figured that I didn't have anything to lose by trying a simple diet change. And, you know, obviously I just thought it was ridiculous and I, I didn't think it was going to work, but you know, I was so desperate to try anything. One thing I just want to point out another thing you, I remember that you tried, you may have forgot about this was like caffeine pills for energy. Oh my God. Well, that was before I was trying to actually find a solution like I just like that was even before I was like the most depressed like I just didn't have energy which ties into the depression for sure but before I had got to this point like right when we first met you know I just didn't I just thought like oh I just don't have energy like so I would um, take like caffeine pills or I would drink those freaking energy drinks like like all day, every day. Cause it, and honestly, they did give me energy, but probably not the right kind of energy. And I'm pretty sure they can probably kill you to some degree. So yeah, it was only for a short period of time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I, I was desperate to try anything. So, um, but yeah, getting back to the gluten thing, I, like I said, I was, I was going to try anything. And if, you know, all of these articles and things that I was reading about people who had the exact same symptoms that I was having, um, going gluten-free and, you know, that changing their life as stupid as I thought that sounded, I was willing to give it a try. Yeah. And we laugh because it sounded ridiculous. It sounded right? so stupid. Like what is, what is the food that you're putting in your body mm-hmm. going to have to do with your mental state? Right? Seriously. I mean, that that's your stomach. That's, you know, what does that have to do with your brain? No, like it made no sense to me. Um, so anyways, I decided I was going to do it and I wasn't going to just half-ass it. I was literally going to commit to it and not eat gluten at all. So I think it was basically like, what, like two to three weeks into going gluten-free. 
And I kid you not, I remember feeling the biggest difference. Like I specifically remember feeling like I was high on drugs, which honestly I've never actually done drugs, but I imagine that that's what it actually felt like because I had so much energy all of a sudden and I had never experienced that before. So I didn't even know what to do with myself. And I remember being so scared that this feeling would go away and that I'd revert back to my old self at some point. So that was kind of terrifying. Yeah. Like I remember it was crazy to see the difference. Like you had almost more energy than I did. And Mm -hmm. like, I was just shocked. Like I, I honestly couldn't believe that something seemed so trivial could actually be so substantial to impact your, your health and well-being. Like I almost thought you're putting on an act. Like I couldn't even believe that you're the same person. Like it, it just, it still to this day blows my mind. Like it wasn't like it was slightly better. It was, it's like you're a whole new person. Yeah. Like I literally felt like a whole new person. I mean, aside from, you know, not being able to eat my favorite food, but like, it it literally, I didn't even care about anything else. Like it, you know, obviously it was hard starting out with a different diet, like a completely different diet than what I was used to. But like, it didn't even matter because it was so worth it based on the difference that it made for me. So luckily by sticking with my gluten-free diet, um, I never actually reverted back to feeling that depressed, which is insane to think. And, you know, this is why I always talk about how important diet is and healthy eating, because I have firsthand experience in, you know, the opposite end of that. Like I've literally lived through what, you know, eating foods that are not meant for you specifically. And it's not meant to say that, you know, not everybody should go gluten free, but like, Gluten was not good for me and not good for my body. And my body was trying to tell me that clearly, or I don't know, I was trying to tell me something um, if I was going to pay attention to it. And, you know, it it's just crazy the difference that it made. Yeah, and I think it's important to recognize the fact that this is not the one and only solution. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are on antidepressants and it makes you happier and you're feeling yeah. good and vivacious and full of energy, I mean, all the best to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's something we've realized. I mean, even just, you know, managing staff, everybody has different needs and wants and issues in yeah. their life. And I, I manage them differently with each employee, um, you know, and, and even with our diet today, many years later, flash forward, yeah. you know, you eat primarily keto and I eat primarily, you know, vegetarian. and mm-hmm. You know, we just created those diets and the ways of eating based on, hey, you know what things make you feel like crap when you go to bed. Yeah. Right. You're like, hey, every time I touch that, every time I do, you know, I mean, you can justify till you're blue in the face. Yeah. But you can write down at least five things that, you know, when you put that in your body, like it's game over. right? Right. So and vice versa with, you know, what, you know, you put in your body that makes you actually feel good too. Right. Right. And that's the whole thing. And it's not to say you can never have that for as long as you shall live, you know, and I feel like that's part of the hardest things with people trying to do stuff like this. Um, It's all about moderation, but at the end of the day, I mean, 
you know, it, it's what you put in there majority of the time, which I never in a million years would think would have no. such an impact. And you've taught me this year after year as we progress. Right. And like you said before, I mean, I feel like obviously, you know, if if you're out there and you're struggling with depression or mental health issues, you know, and you're you're coping with um, by using medication or, you know, therapy or counseling like that stuff is all awesome, too, especially if it works for you specifically. Um, But in addition to that, you know, adopting a healthy diet and lifestyle Um, is only going to amplify you feeling good. So in addition to therapy and medication, um, one thing I would strongly encourage that is definitely not going to make you feel worse would be figuring out, you know, a really healthy diet and sticking to that, you know, majority of the time, right? Because it's not going to make you feel worse. That's for sure. Absolutely. And hopefully this podcast can be an inspiration for a lot of people that have struggled. Um, You know, we went through such a dark time when you were dealing with that. um, You know, it was trying on our our relationship, on our business, on, you know. Well, like I said, we wouldn't have a business if I didn't, if I wasn't able to, you know, be relentless in figuring out what would work for me and what would help me. And uh, I I wouldn't be the person I am today. I'd be a completely different person and living a completely different life. So I really hope that anyone struggling with depression or anxiety or any mental health issue, um, you know, whether or not you, you know, figure out like a cure for it or whatever is not the point. It's about, figuring out ways to live with it, deal with it and cope with it and make it more manageable so that you can live a more enjoyable and fulfilled life. Right. Exactly. And I feel like that's the highlight to end it off here is that that was the the number one thing that I learned from dealing with this entire situation with you. You know, I'm just scouring every angle, trying to find a one size fits all solution to this. Mm -hmm. And what I now know today years later is that there is no one size fits all solution. It's whatever works for you. Right. And that goes with anything in life. You know, if, if that's something that helps you embrace it, do it, live it. Right. Right. If it doesn't, then stop it. And so there's no answer. There's no cure for that exact purpose. Uh You need to figure out what that looks like for you. Yeah. um, And continue to move forward. And you're a great example of that. You just kept pushing through. Um, you know, why don't you share to finish off here some of the ways that you just pushed through when it was a struggle? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, like if I was having a bad day, I mean, I would, I would subconsciously, I would definitely feel some level of guilt with it, but I tried really hard to accept that, you know, I didn't have the energy. I was having a bad day and I didn't try and make it worse by, making myself feel like crap because I was having a bad day. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, you know, have that negative self-talk constantly playing in my head by being like, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. It's like, well, I wish I had the freaking energy to do that and I'd be freaking doing that. So, you know, I didn't make myself feel bad for, the only thing I was able to do, which was, you know, sit on the couch and watch TV. If I was even able to get out of bed, like that's a big if, 
right? So, you know, having that grace with yourself um, on the bad days and, you know, just making it as comfortable as possible, like having a bath, like just even the smallest things, like whatever makes you feel better on those bad days, just do those things, right? And then on the good days, though, don't, you know, don't waste your energy and don't waste a good day or a good mood um, on nothing. Like, like be relentless and do your research and try and find solutions on the good days when you actually have the energy to find those solutions because, you know, you're going to have a bad day. It's inevitable to happen when you're depressed and have mental health issues. And, you know, you need to take advantage of all the good days that you have and all of the energy that you have on those good days. And hopefully you'll find solutions that work for you to be able to minimize and limit the amount of bad days that you have going forward. So, and I also just think that, you know, from, from my perspective and having a supportive partner through me with like through the journey with me on that, um, imagining how hard it would have been like on the outside looking in when you care about somebody so much and like, they're just friggin' struggling. Right. Um, just, just from, from that person being a super kind and helpful and, and an accommodating person on the bad days and just doing everything, um, possible to make the bad days easier for that person was super helpful. And, you know, don't try and be the motivating person when your partner's having a bad day and really struggling. Like the last thing that people that are depressed or having mental health issues want to hear is, you know, somebody being too motivating and encouraging on days where, you know, they can't even get out of bed. Like they're not going to take you seriously. They're not going to relate to you and they're not going to give a shit what you have to say. To be honest, I didn't, you know, there you was- just scrapped the sweet talk. I know. Right. Um, but seriously, though, like if I was having a bad day and, you know, you were being all like positive and motivating and encouraging, I'd be like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I Just can't cheer even... up. Why don't you? Yeah. Right. Like nothing pisses off a person that's depressed or having mental health issues more than happy, positive people who are just going about their day. Right. So I think it's really important for the other person the people who are caring for people with mental health issues um, to to just recognize that, you know, on those bad days, like just just love on that person that much more. Bring them a coffee, like do anything to make them more comfortable. Give them a foot massage, like anything possible that you can do for that person. Just be super nice and super understanding and just be there to listen to them. Right. And then on the good days, when they're having a good day and they have more energy and they're more receptive to, you know, your positive energy and what you have to say, then you can encourage them and motivate them and work together on finding solutions, right? But knowing, you know, when they're having a good day versus a bad day is really important for the other people who are who are dealing with somebody that has depression, right? Because... So how would you tell somebody who's depressed you know, to how would you get them to, you know, help the under, other person mm-hmm. understand when they don't understand? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's tricky, but I feel like being open with, 
you know, your feelings as a depressed person, like just be open and say, you know, I don't want to be depressed either, but I am and I can't help it. And this is what I need from you. And you just be super clear about what you need from them. I mean, usually that's the best way to get the help that you need, right? If you have the right people in your life, then, you know, communicating to them and telling them what your needs are and saying, you know, hey, I'm having a bad day. And as much as I appreciate your enthusiasm and your positivity and all that crap, um, today's not the day. And I don't, I, that's not going to resonate with me. And I just don't, I'm not here for it. Right. So being open about that and letting them know what they can do to help you, like, you know, oh, I, I would really appreciate if you could go bring me a coffee or if you could go grab me lunch or, you know, these, the people in your life, they, they just want to help you. They want, you know, they want you to tell them what they can do to make you feel better. At the end of the day, that's literally all they want. And if you're able as a depressed person to communicate that to them, then, you know, they're going to feel so much better about themselves that they're able to actually do something small to help you. So even if you know that, you know, drinking this coffee is not going to like cheer you up substantially, um, just simply letting them know that they can do something so small to like make your day even a little bit better um, is going to go a long way for them too, right? So just communicating and letting them know and talking to them. I mean, they only want to see you feel better at the end of the day. So the more you're able to help them with that, because it's really hard for somebody who doesn't struggle with depression to fully understand how to help and how, what to do. Right. Absolutely. And once again, I always go back to the time when you kind of opened up and told me, Hey, listen, you know, I'm not intending to feel this way. I'm not doing this to screw you over. I'm not doing this on purpose. You know, I'm not choosing to be lazy or whatever. Um, so the more I gained that understanding and I knew that about you, I mean, obviously you would much rather not feel that mm -hmm. way. So once I realized that, you know, you didn't have any control over that, um, at the time, mind you, obviously, once you figured out many ways and trial and error, um, then I realized that it, it genuinely at that time, right, was out of your control. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, I haven't, obviously I've had, you know, bad days here and there, but like I haven't struggled with depression or mental illness ever since I figured out what worked for me and how to get myself out of that. And it was bad at the time. It was really bad and it was real. And, you know, I just feel like if you're, if you're willing and you're relentless in your approach to figuring out ways to, you know, make your life more enjoyable and ways to cope with it and live with it and be happier, then, you know, you need to do that. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. So that's my story and what I found helpful for me. I sincerely hope if you're struggling with depression or mental health issues that you don't struggle in silence and you reach out to anyone willing to listen. 
There is so many community resources, and I hope that you know that you matter, you're loved, and if you're having a bad day today, then there's always tomorrow. If tomorrow sucks too, then look ahead to the next week until you can find a good day. As always, thanks for listening to my podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, with me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton, owner and creator of Chick Boss Cake. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Hit me up on social media. I'm on Instagram at Rebecca at Chick Boss Cake or Facebook as Rebecca Hamilton. Today is a great day to make greatness happen and turn your ordinary life into something extraordinary. Start creating the life of your dreams today.